Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The decision to retire is one that I've thought a great deal about and one that I've not taken lightly. It is the right time. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Football Rambles Guide 2. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Jim Campbell. I'm Ali Brassel. And I'm Vidushin Antaraja. It was important to me to leave an organisation in the strongest possible shape, and I believe I have done so. If Sir Alex Ferguson calls you out of the blue, summons you to his house and tells you, I'm retiring and you're the next manager of Manchester United, then you are the next manager of Manchester United. David Moyes, the new manager of Manchester United, recommended to the Manchester United board by Sir Alex Ferguson. It seems that David Moyes had little say in his appointment as the man who would replace Ferguson, and that lack of authority would quickly become a theme. Manchester City for Manchester United nil. What a start this is to the second half. And it all came from a misplaced Manchester United pass. Hailed as the chosen one, the boy sire was given a six-year contract without interview, taking over the champions after a long and celebrated stint at Everton. The goal has been coming, and Everton are back in front. It's Seamus Coleman. But Manchester United are not Everton, and what followed was about as disastrous as it could possibly have been. 
Manchester United about to bring on Marouane Fellaini. Suddenly, Manchester United seemed fallible, and an era of dysfunction and chaos began. It's a moment to remember for Sandu Berahino. A goal at Old Trafford, and this place has been rocked to its foundations. We're here to relive that astonishing 10 months, the squabbles, the defeats, the plane banner, the stomach pumps, Marouane Fellaini and much more. Because this is the Football Rambles Guide to David Moyes at Manchester United. Gentlemen, can you believe that this Saturday will mark nine years since David Moyes was sacked as Manchester United manager? 22nd of April 2014. It seems... It feels like longer to me. So, so, so long ago. It feels like a relief that we've got to the point where the contract has expired. (laughs) (laughs) Well, first, we need to start at the beginning, of course. So it was announced on the 8th of May 2013 that Sir Alex Ferguson would be retiring as Manchester United manager after 26 years in charge. And one could be forgiven for thinking that day was never going to come because yeah. so synonymous with the club, he, he made them into that behemoth that, that Manchester United still are in, in a lot of regards, of course, in, the, in terms of the structure and not structure, but the size and the stature of the club. Um, and and he, he also sort of, you know, flirted with retirement a few times, you know, so yeah. you didn't believe it when he said he was going to do it. Yeah, he was never going to retire on a Manchester City title win in such fashion, was he? (laughs) But quite quite a gamble for him to kind of stay that extra year with with perhaps a limited squad, but we'll get on to that. So the day after uh, Ferguson announced his retirement, which was a huge day in in football in this country, you know, just... They were talking about to the to the journalist, you know, well, you're the guy who broke the story, and it was all you know front page stuff almost, really, rather than just back page stuff. Um, so yes, uh, the day after uh, the, the the retirement was announced, David Moyes was announced as Ferguson's successor, handpicked as we were told by Ferguson himself. And minutes after the announcement, the Manchester United website crashed apparently. Uh, because there was so much interest. But the chosen one was there. What a sign of things to come. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to be here for this, do I? You really do. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it would just, you know, bolt you down onto that chair. But uh, what did you think at the time, Vish, being a Manchester United fan? So I, I, very much, I, I very much had two thoughts on it. One, I didn't think it was a good appointment because I thought there were a lot of other established managers out there who Manchester United could get. There was a lot of talk about the way that it wasn't so much Sir Alex courting Jose Mourinho, but Jose Mourinho actively wanting the job, things like that. He was very disappointed. Yeah, and bear in mind of of Mourinho's status at the time. It wasn't so much that I wanted Mourinho. It was more the fact that, like, this is a job you earn. And I always feel quite uncomfortable just because if, if, if you look throughout history across a number of sports and, and maybe even, you know, in, in other industries as well, an outgoing, you know, an outgoing manager or whatever it is, picking their mm-hmm. <laughs> replacement. It's a huge rarely red flag, go, rarely, Yeah, yeah rarely goes flag. down well and, and almost speaks of... Boris uh, Johnson, Liz Trust. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, but almost, you know, almost speaks of a organisation being too beholden to... Mm-hmm you know, that particular leader or that, that particular person in, in that particular position. Yeah. And at the same time, I had a bit of an emotional arrogance to it, really. Um, Thank goodness you don't have that anymore. 
well, this is battered it out of me. But, <laughs> but, but there was a sense of like, oh, you know, Manchester United, we, we, do, we do things this way. This happens this yeah, way. Yeah, um, yeah. We don't ha- sack people. No, all that oh, stuff. Ima- imagine that. Imagine, imagine doing something like that. That's so unbecoming. Um, and it actually didn't take long for me to lose that. Uh, but certainly at the time, it was, it was a little bit like when you hear of ski accidents. Right. I know they happen, but they don't happen to me, do they? Well, you never go skiing. <laughs> well, no. Although the one time I did go skiing, I did get into a ski accident. Right. Quite a severe one. I couldn't walk for a year. But, Flipping but, but, but you know, there are things like that that happen in, in everyday life that people are aware of, but mm-hmm. thing wouldn't happen to them. And United, Manchester United got to a certain point where their fan base, and I include myself in that, had uh, thought themselves insulated from the grimy whims of modern football. Yes. Oh, I, I, and that just wasn't the case. Uh, absolutely. I mean, I can remember, Andy, when the appointment was made, I thought to myself, as a, as a neutral, I thought, oh, yeah, I see what they're doing here. Yeah. I kind of, yeah, you know, that, 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 that idea of carrying on what Ferguson's done, fellow Scotsman and all that kind of stuff. It felt old school, but you thought, kind of what Vicious alluded to there, oh, yeah, they do things differently, and actually this will probably work. But that that was the whole issue, wasn't it? The fact that... Ferguson picked someone who he kind of saw as a young him. Yeah. That guy who was, <clears throat> I guess, the the sort of uber manager, the old school manager, not just the coach of the team. Some Someone who knew about the player's business, who would go and hook them out of the pub. We have this difference, I suppose, in our, our, our use of the word manager and coach yeah. as opposed to like other places in, in Europe. And I think... Ferguson and Wenger are a huge thing behind that because really they are the last managers, really. Mm -hmm. Someone whose remit goes beyond picking the team. But what that that means, and obviously Jim knows about this better than anyone, when that person leaves, they leave a vacuum, not of just a, a great coach, but someone who's really probably doing the jobs of about three or four people. Mm -hmm. So unless you have a succession plan that goes beyond replacing just the coach. You need someone who's going to fill the void in terms of personality, in terms of filling multiple roles. I just don't think you can do that in modern football. And I think Moyes would have been great as a coach if if we could shift eras. He would have been great as a Manchester United coach to pick up the job at the time that Sir Alex Ferguson did. But of course, United are a completely different club with completely different needs by the time he actually does get it. Yeah, so you're basically saying in the 1980s he would have been a good Manchester United manager. Yeah, or, or just, just picking up United in the state they were at that time. Exactly, but I, and it's the same sort of uh, point. Rather than been... post-Premier League dominating Manchester United. Yeah, 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 yeah totally. And yeah. It, it, I think it's it's worth remembering Moyes' reputation at the time was pretty good, wasn't it? Was, it? Yeah. He'd been at Everton mm. for 11 years and the stability that mm-hmm. he created there. They'd had a couple of seasons where they might flirt with relegation, but then they'd, they'd also like they'd fly up the league the next season. He, he did look like he was a guy where with a bigger budget, it would mm-hmm. make perfect sense that he would be able to go and, you know, win things and, and succeed. Um but it, at the same time, as you, as you allude to, Vish, it, it wasn't a Mourinho-style appointment, was it? It was. It had question marks on it. And the fact that Ferguson gave it his endorsement seemed to essentially lend it a credibility that was never actually there. Yes. Mm. It's interesting, isn't it, with Ferguson? Because for a guy who took over the club in the 80s and started his managerial career, you know, obviously before that, he could reinvent his teams. He could modernise. He he was so progressive in his football tactics. It was incredible, really, which is why he is one of the all-time greats. 
um, we, 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 we often talk about managers having maybe 10 years at the top, like the amazing managers, you know, Mourinho and, mm. and perhaps Conte and all these uh, other big names. Ferguson did it for so long. So his, his progressive thinking in, in football is only to be admired. But it led him down with this decision. Isn't that such an interesting blind spot as it well? Really because is. the thing they didn't do mm. at a really crucial time was modernise. Yeah. Because he'd been there such a long time. Football had changed. You know, all the, the the stuff we've discussed already about, you know, you have four or five people doing the jobs that Ferguson was doing and mm. the, the contact book that you would need for transfers, all these different things mm. were just just weren't there. They didn't interview Moyes. They didn't do any due I, diligence on it. It's, it's crazy. It's, it's, it's crazy. They were just like, this is probably the guy for the job let's do it was anyone telling Ferguson no was anyone... well it shows you the power that he had and, 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 and Ferguson said that the squad he was leaving behind uh, bodes well for continued success Ed Woodward hailed Moyes as an outstanding manager who has all the skills to build on the phenomenal legacy in place today obviously said that at the time um, and of course it didn't pan out like that and, you know was there a sense that this was an impossible job at the time or do you think that feeling came later I think a difficult job certainly Impossible, maybe no, because United still had that aura. I mean, despite I think you would say the declining quality of the the squad, they, given they a still six year contract. To, they still managed to get it done. They, six they, year contract for Moyes, incredible. Yeah, yeah it, it, it is incredible, and you can see what they're going for again. Like you were saying, going for that sort of stability. Mm-hmm. But the whole problem was is that the stability wasn't there around him, and it's not just that the fact that Ferguson was going. David Gill goes, mm. Edward Wood goes in. In That's the big problem. Yeah, in a position making the sort of decisions where that, that he shouldn't be making, but beyond the commercial remit, which is a huge problem. So Moyes needs help, and he doesn't get any mm. at all. Well, he did from Phil Neville. Oh, yeah. I think... I stand corrected. There you, there you are again. <laughs> we'll always get him in. He um, was there. Yeah, you, you, he, you're was right. there. <laughs> you're right. he was there. A lot of people were there. He was very much there. He was there. I think that attempt at stability came actually from a little bit of arrogance, didn't it? Rather than from an actual plan. It was like, as, as we touched on, we're Man United. We don't sack managers. We give people time. We do things in a, mm. in a more traditional, more dignified manner. And they, I think, just sort of hoped that everything would fall into place and everything would work. But very, very quickly, there were problems. You pretty much straight away, Wayne Rooney started... Uh, that was when they went to Bondi Beach, wasn't it? There's a famous story. Remember that? He, that? he took the team out onto Bondi Beach to, for some training, essentially just a, a run on the beach. And obviously they get recognised everywhere because they're Man United. Yes. And it b- just became untenable really quickly. And Moyes hadn't thought of that. Very quickly, there are signs that this job is too big for him. Wayne Rooney starts making noises about wanting to leave, which he did quite a lot, didn't he? Yes. Um, and yeah, did that, this was a, a that happened at the back end of the previous season. So it's kind of like an, an inherited problem yes. like we were talking about before. Which is a, a, a huge problem. Apparently, he alienates Rooney by saying that he was essentially probably going to play second fiddle to Robin van Persie. So it's not a good start straight away. The transfer market very quickly becomes faintly ridiculous. Yes. And Moyes starts talking about how he's not used to shopping at this level, which again shows there's not really any help there. Mm-hmm. And he, he went hard for Leighton Baines and for Marouane Fellaini, who they obviously eventually got yeah. after yeah. some sort of clause expired, which mm-hmm. meant they paid a bit more than they would have had they acted a yes. week earlier. Like, yeah, 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 it yeah. was very quickly, like, this was like slapstick stuff. It's yes. like, would you remember straight that? Before a ball's even been kicked. Oh, do you remember the Ander Herrera thing? Yes. Oh, my God, that was class. Was it? Yeah. <laughs> but you have to remember what... You know, neutral or non-Man United yeah, fans no, no, have put up with for years. This is all yeah. stuff that no, talks no, about cool. a failing institution. So, <laughs> David Moyes is pursuing Ander Herrera from from Athletic. He 
goes to Spain supposedly to meet his advisors. It turns out he hasn't met with his advisors. He's yeah. met with people posing as their advisors. Who are these people and why do they do it? Uh, it's funny. Mm. Is it, it, was it some sort of Spanish <laughs> prank show? Well, I mean, that was the only that was the only thing off the back of it that I was. Pongo. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, whatever the Spanish version of Banzo. He just shook my yeah. hand for an hour. Yeah, <laughs> senior bishop. <laughs> yeah. But basically, that that was the that was the situation. And the worst thing was, I think you know, journalists put it to Manchester United that did this really happen? And it was like, yeah, no, no, it happened. Yeah. Did you feel sorry for him, or was it just like wah 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 wah? It did feel like that noise, didn't it? Yeah, Very quickly. yeah that was that was what it. Was. But it was also it was also just even the little rumblings of of ways in which he felt a bit out of, the, out of his depth. Like, the beach thing was a funny one. The Bondi beach thing was a funny one because... Mm. Was Fizzer involved? I don't think you... I, but, but genuinely, I don't really think you'd have got away with that with his Everton squad. Well, I think... No, but I think it would, I think it would have taken a, a little... A bit of time. Yeah, yeah to yeah. Google it and go, is that... Yeah, oh, I think yeah, that's yeah. Phil Jagielka. <laughs> yeah. Leon Osman. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I swear that's Leon Osman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But, but there's, it's just... They could have got a couple of shuttle runs in. Yeah, but, 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 but it's it's the... There's a way, even that story, there's a way of spinning it as a positive. But well, it just... Yeah. it just No, but, but like it just... Not necessarily for Moyes, but if like, you know, if that's on the internet now, so, or our club are so big. You know, people were literally talking about the Julia Roberts Pep thing as, oh, look how... Ma-, even Pep knows that United mm. are massive. And it's like, just shut up. Yeah. But, <laughs> but even that, there was an element of like, oh, you know, you know you've got... A, a big team full of huge personalities here. Sure. But, but ironically, the very reason why he couldn't do that was also the very reason why he couldn't talk to any of them because he was so small fry compared to the egos in that team. And that was very evident when there was that reported story where he said to Rio Ferdinand, look, when, when you're defending and so on, you know, the way Phil Jagielka plays, he does it. And Ferdinand was just like, <laughs> so that that's strictly not true. Is it really? So, so, for, but, so Rio Verdon came out in 20, uh, 2020, uh-huh. I think on one of his podcasts talking about it. But the issue was, though, where, where, where that story has emanated from is that Vidic and Ferdinand were given, um, you know, uh, things to do on the training ground. They were giving instructions and various tactical frameworks to work within that were applied at Everton. Yeah, okay, right, okay, yes. It wasn't that they sat down and asked to watch Phil Jagielka over and over again, but no. there was also little things like Moyes had this idea of how many passes you need to play to get out of a certain phase. Mm-hmm. When it was like well, you'd just play the best pass, wouldn't you? And well, obviously, thinking yeah. of that, he would not necessarily regard Rio Ferdinand as a good passer, but like, right, you need to get around this yeah. press, for example. And you realise this, you know, this wasn't that long ago. No. And you realise that this is the problem. You know, you look at British managers. Um, in particular, English managers just don't produce the the, the level of managers that, that that you know the rest of Europe does. And you think that l- listen to this stuff that we're saying. You know, again, Moyes, um, you know, I don't know if Scottish or hence British, but uh, his 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 framework was Everton. And he said, well, I'll just apply that. There's there's no, you know, you, we see in Italy, for example. Um, I mean, you know, look at Spalletti at Napoli this season. I know he's, it was not the best example to use, but other managers who will go from relatively smaller Serie A sides and will be given big jobs in Italy. doesn't always work out, of course, but that's, again, law of averages. But sometimes, actually, they do kind of find their feet. But I th- I think In this country, it just it doesn't happen. I think the other part of that is, you know, you're talking about an environment in which coaching turnover is quite high. The thing that we maybe overlook in all of this 
is not just were was Moyes right for Manchester United, were Manchester United right for him? Because, mm. you know, you think it's a job you can't turn down, et cetera, et cetera. But he's been at Everton a very, very long time. So he has a way of doing things. He becomes a creature of habit because everything runs to his tune at Everton. And when you're replacing someone who's been essentially doing the same job, albeit at a very di- different level in Sir Alex Ferguson, you assume that it's going to be a click. But it's like when he's slightly institutionalised by Everton, really, mm. because you look at when he's a Real Sociedad and he goes there and he spends loads of time, probably too much time, like watching the B team, watching the youth team. And the president says to him, you've got staff who can do that for you. You know, think of that. And he's like, but I want to do it. So he wants to be that so how Sir much Alex Ferguson, Ferguson so, so, so how much does Ferguson take the blame for, 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 for basically picking him? Because it wasn't the club, it was I, Ferguson. I, yeah, but it's, it's the club allowing him to do that. Right. that that's, that's the issue. And that's where you see that, that vacuum of, of responsibility but, 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 that becomes more and more indeed. evident even post-Moyes. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. One of the things we haven't really touched upon yet 
was how brilliant this was as a non-Man United fan. <laughs> <laughs> because United had seemed almost invincible, didn't they? They seemed like there was just no bringing this behemoth down. They did They did feel different from a regular club. And obviously it was a bit different at this point because Abramovich had come in and, and, and City were a lot more moneyed. But that they had been the richest club by some distance for a long time. And yeah. it felt like... It was they were always the team to beat because yeah. they were always stood in your way, and for that to wobble was really refreshing. Actually, totally, it was. I mean, it, and that's where the arrogance of you know Vish spoke about earlier about oh, it doesn't matter what we do, it will it will work, and you suddenly go, oh no no no, you're made up of a collective of individuals, fallible people just like the rest of us. But the funny thing is, that the you first... just had this wizard yeah. for ages, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. But the funny thing is, is that. When we say it kind of unraveled very, very quickly, it did. But the first game of the season away at Swansea when they won 4-1 and they were chanting, you know, come on, David Moyes, play like Fergie's boys mm. and all this which, stuff. Which is, which is honestly a mm. dreadful chant. Awful. It is. It's yeah. very, very sort of antiquated. Yeah. You can imagine like rattles going along with it. <laughs> it's very American. I don't know if you know, but like yeah. generally American soccer has some horrendous chants. Yeah, they do, yeah. 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 They need more swearing is what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And just a, a, more aggression, uh, yeah, a bit more vile. Just the and, undercurrent of violence. Yeah, that, that, yeah that's all you're missing, yeah. guys. And then you're away if you get that. But... Uh, <laughs> But but that game against Swansea, good away win, you know, against a decent side. It did look like, oh my goodness, it's this is this is seamless, isn't it? But of course, it is not how it worked out. Moyes did win the Community Shield, though. He did. He got he off to an absolute flyer. Yeah, against Championship side Wigan. So it was a you can only beat what's put in front of you. You know, they topped their Champions League group. People forget about that impressive run to the quarterfinal. Didn't he say something after the game that he was disappointed they didn't like? press home the gulf between the two clubs a bit more again really starting with that whole arrogance thing yeah well I, yeah perhaps I mean oh, we've beaten them but they're shit we should have beaten them more <laughs> but, but, but you're right especially that the comeback against Olympiacos in the Champions League and the 5-0 win away at Leverkusen which mm. was the best performance of the season against a good Leverkusen side yeah but I, I guess it's different because the sort of football that they could get away with it playing in the Champions League it was a touch more reactive Exactly stuff that you couldn't get away mm. with playing if you're Manchester United in the Premier League. Well, you're well, relying on the individuals in that regard, aren't you? Yes. I mean, you look at the results of the Premier League. So you have that, that win against Swansea, then draw uh, with Chelsea. You, know, you lose away to Liverpool one. You do that. You beat Crystal Palace fine. Away to Manchester City, four-one loss. Yeah. That's when it's like. That's nah. when we're all thinking, ooh. Yeah, exactly. Well, you, that's it. How good is this going to get? <laughs> <laughs> and then what do they follow that up with? With a two-one home loss to, to West Brom, and that was that was when. Old Trafford, it wasn't a fortress anymore. Well, no, you couldn't. And again, for the non-Man United fan, it was like, well, we can win. Like, started to crumble. Hang on, couple of couple of mice came in. Like, oh, no one's stopping us here, mate. It's it's crazy. You know, give it nine years. Yeah, (laughs) we'll be all over this place. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, later on in the season, you know, Everton win there. Of course, they do. Newcastle do. Spurs won there. Chelsea, Sunderland. Yes, indeed. Uh, You know, I mean, Arsenal didn't fucking beat them that season, did they? (laughs) No, one nil. Robin van Persie. Chelsea. Yeah, exactly. Chelsea didn't win there. Sorry, that was was a stab. But you're right. I mean, it was. It, it, you know, again, it, you can't stress enough. They were they were fallible. Uh, Moyes' tactics obviously came un, under scrutiny, and and the nadir of that was their infamous two two draw with bottom of the table Fulham, where they set a new Premier League record for crosses made in a single game. David Moyes' side attempted eighty one crosses, and at the time. Big Dan Byrne, currently of uh, Newcastle United, <laughs> six foot seven of him was was at the back for Fulham, and he said after the game, "I've never headed that many balls since the conference." 
<laughs> must have felt like a game of dodgeball to him. <laughs> well, no, it's only the opposite because he'd be trying to get out of the way. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. I mean, it, was, it was a disruptor in a game of dodgeball. <laughs> yeah. The, uh... didn't, didn't say he was good at it. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, the reports were that the, the, the players found Moyes' training sessions boring. There was also talk of quite a bit of disrespect, wasn't it? There was a coach. Um, it was never revealed who it was. I think Mike more than a feeling was there at the time, wasn't he? So let's <laughs> could have been like, Phil Neville. Let's, say, let's, let's go let, with Neville. You know, well, let's say it's Fizzer. Yeah. Right. Um, there was talk that uh, that coach was referred among the players as fuck off Fizzer. <laughs> <laughs> they referred to rather. Like, because they, they just, he started talking, they were just like, oh, fuck off. <laughs> Not, I don't, don't want to hear from you. I, the petulance is incredible, isn't it? In yeah. such a short amount of time. Yeah. But you, but you realise though that with when you have the players like that, you have such senior players like Vidic and Fernand and Rooney and so on. They probably would have been better off with, you know, Roberto Di Matteo in charge. Do you know what I mean? Just yeah. somebody who's just like, yeah, I'll, I'll do the interviews after the game and before. Don't worry, lads. I'll sort that out. Uh, you pick the team, and uh, I'll see you pitch side for kickoff, sort of thing. You know, like that's that's what they would have probably preferred, mm. rather than someone coming in and trying to implement stuff that should never have tried to be in yeah like a, uh, yeah someone sucking up to them basically yeah. yeah um you you said that was the nadir um obviously that was quite a bad moment because it's it's very memeable well, the nadir of his tactics yeah, yeah yeah sure but um the most memeable moment from that era yeah. came following the defeats at home to everton and newcastle when moyes was giving a press conference on the 9th of december 2013 um, we got to the stage where club accounts were tweeting out, um, you know, snippets from the press conference. Obviously, like, mm-hmm. when a club are in disarray, they had to find something mm. to tweet out. Um, and the official at Manu, Manu TD Twitter account went with the following at 2.10pm on the 9th of December 2013. David Moy says Manchester United must improve in a number of areas, including passing creating chances and defending. <laughs> it can't get any better than this. So was this before or after that we should be more like City? Oh, Ooh. yeah. He telegraphed so much of a small-time mentality. Didn't the fact that we can keep coming up with these examples so easily. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, the, yeah I th- I th- you're right, Jim. I always, I always quote that, and admittedly at the time of recording he's just been sacked, that Julian Nagelsmann quote about... Uh, football is f- football coaching is fifteen percent tactics and eighty five percent social competence. <laughs> he, he seems very mm. unable to a. He seemed very unable to a control his relationship mm. with the players and b get the message across. And the messaging is so important I at think, a club but, of that size. But the, the, the messaging between him and Ferguson, I mean, it is night and day. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? We we spoke mm. on a previous guide about. Kevin Keegan and, and, and the entertainers, his Newcastle side, and how he, he let him, uh, you know, he, he, he let the emotions of it all get to him and he was too honest and Ferguson would never come out with those things. You know, there was something I saw the other day when, when Manchester United were beaten 5-0 by Newcastle around that time in the mid-90s. And after the game, he's so calm, actually. He kind of goes, yeah, you know, we, we had moments of quality in there. I mean, you know, but, you know, we, we, that's, just, that's just another game in the history of Manchester United. Totally downplays it, yeah. And and the, and the reporter says, "Well, how will the players respond?" And he went, oh, "He's a great player. Of course, they res- don't have to question that. Yeah, question any response. You know, next game, next game, and he's just done, he's he's yeah. done with it. And, and I know that was a number of years before what the the, the the era we're talking about here. But Ferguson was a master of the media, and no one's expecting Moyes to be a, a master per se. But you know, it was almost Keegan stuff at times. Well, yeah, I mean, because he's you know. We've spoken a lot about Ferguson, not necessarily being old-fashioned. He was obviously very, very much ahead of his time. Mm-hmm. But you know, 
he's retiring, a younger man's coming in. You would think the younger man who's grown up in the in the environment, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, spent his whole career in in that modern environment, would have a better handle on it than the old stager who's you know who's hanging up his yeah. Manager's hat. <laughs> <laughs> so the the uh, blazer. The, the quote. Well, it was, so it was after Manchester United got beaten three 0 by Manchester City at Old Trafford. Was that just after they'd been beaten at, by Liverpool at home three 0 oh, I don't know. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was. Stop it two in a, two, it was the, tw- yeah. They lost twelve games in the league that season. Yeah. yeah. Three, so, the so they lost three. Yeah, they lost three 0 on the sixteenth of March, twenty fourteen, to Liverpool at home, mm-hmm. and then just over a week later, they lost three 0 to Man City at home. And his quote was. I think we've played a very good side and it's a sort of standard and level we need to try and aspire to to get ourselves to at this moment in time. Even chat. if he, even if he's correct, yeah. and he was correct, yep. yeah, you don't. You, 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 you have you, to have the, the... You can't say that. The wherewithal yeah. to recognise that they are a rival and, yes. not, and not give them that. Mm. And Manchester United were the champions at the time. Yeah. yeah. Lest we forget. You know, it, it's, it's absolutely stunning stuff. Um, and, and then, of course, you know, a persistent theme... Uh, uh, going back to the, the the players and so on, were were teams uh, with players leaking team news to national papers and so on. I mean, Rio Ferdinand was often mouthing off on Twitter. Javier Hernandez was posting about his future. Nemanja Vidic shared photos of him signing his contract with his new club Inter while he was still United captain. I mean, it was just I mean, a that, shit show. Yeah, it just was... an absolute shit show. And then there was the mad thing with Shinji Kagawa. Oh my goodness! Yeah, it was <laughs> in December. Uh, Moyes chose to reveal that Shinji Kagawa missed a defeat at Newcastle because he, had to ru- he, r- he was rushed to hospital to have his stomach pumped after eating too much. What were they doing there? <laughs> it's, it sounds so decadent. Just one more scoop. Like, like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't like Caligula's Rome all of a sudden. <laughs> it was uh, incredible. I think it was, it was when he was at home, he'd come home after a game he was eating and then he had breathing problems and they, I think his Kagawa's neighbours at the time Mm. Realized something had happened, but he was ill when he left wherever it was he left when he when he left the ground. I think so, and got home and and had that reaction. Yeah, but even just like divulging that information in the manner that he did, yeah. just say he was ill. Yeah, Chris, do you think did this have to happen? Because clearly there were a lot of problems at the club that were exposed by this appointment that were regardless of who had come in were there. Yeah, um, maybe maybe, but a lot of the people who were there at the time. I'm not talking about players, obviously. We, you know, we ended up being there for quite a while. I also wonder how much of Ferguson not being there allowed those other people to flourish and maintain the jobs they they ended up having for quite a while. Um, Edward Wood, in particular, I think what what the Moyes era helped them was, I suppose, claw back a, claw back a bit of real estate and maybe encroach on areas of the club. That shouldn't they shouldn't have been able to encroach on really, mm. but then maybe that's me speaking in in quite a romanticised way about that era because actually fundamentally United did need other people to do those jobs, and in flittering through so many managers, you know as many managers as they have, it's taken until now where United was so low that Eric Ten Hag comes in and he was like, look, you, you do appreciate this has gone. Fucking badly. Yes, we do. Okay, great. That's a great starting point. Yeah. Mm. But it took so long for United to admit to that. Yeah, mm. admitting the problem is the start of recovery. I mean, yeah, you know, exactly, that was yeah. saying that in a sort of silly way, like, like, like it is. Um, I mean, it just, yeah, incredible. I mean, it, it, you know, 
again, night and day from the situation with with someone like Ten Hag to what it is now. But Moyes, I mean, yeah, like, if, if, do you remember after the Manchester City defeat, Stewart stewards had to guard the chosen one banner that hung at the Stretford end for being damaged or removed by angry fans? Imagine being put on that job. Yeah. Like, imagine me having a steward to defend that. Also, it's quite interesting, isn't it? Because for so long, you know, the the clock that United had about the you know the last time City had won, yes. the, mm. maybe won a trophy, I think. You know, I, whatever, whatever it was. Yeah. yeah. Um, even things like that. You, it, there was a level of authenticity that, as soon as you got scratched at, you realised wasn't particularly authentic. Well, and it was it? when things like that happen, when things get taken down, when you realise actually, a lot of the signs up at football clubs generally. Mm-hmm. They aren't necessarily all fan-made. No, I know what you mean. Mm. I know what you mean. Going back to what Jim was saying, though, about them being... It it being fun for a lot of other fans to see Mm. Manchester United have their authority challenge like this. The game that he was sacked after, oh, the defeat yeah. the defeat at Everton, mm. the the guy in the Grim Reaper suit yes. mate, that was... sat behind him. How does this happen to Manchester United? It was there phenomenal. was a sense all this season of yeah. how is this happening to Manchester United? Mm. That, that was stunning. That was, I mean, again, you, I, you feel for the man, David Moyes. Yeah. But when there's a bloke, he's a whole club as well. At Everton. Did the double over them that season yeah, as well. Everton took six points off of I mean, yeah. that's... Have you seen? Have you seen? Like it's been so long, but the photo is unbelievable. We asked our uh, listeners to um, on Twitter. We we asked you, of course, what your what your memories of David Moyes at Manchester United were, and a lot of people sent in that photo. It's perfect though because it's not like he's really domineering in the photo. Like he's the main thing. He's just just patiently waiting. (laughs) We all know this is going to happen. Yeah, I'll get it my is. man. Just what can you do in that situation? Well, you you you, you can't do anything. It's... I mean, that's that's how you do it. Flying the bloody banner, wrong one, Moyes out. Piss off. Yeah. Put that into a good Grim Reaper outfit. Make sure you get the ticket down the front there. That's how you do these things. Well, you might be able to get the real Grim Reaper, couldn't you? I think he's busy. <sighs> Moyes still insists that he should have been given more time, because of course he wasn't uh, allowed to finish the season there. No. Uh, he, he was indeed sad. Those last four games could really have turned it around for him. Yeah, give it Giggsy. That's how bad it was. Ryan Giggs came in, and everyone thought, "Oh, this is gonna, this is gonna. Here we go. This is our man," and so on. They beat Norwich four nil in his uh, in his in his first game, and they lost one 0 at home to Sunderland. And it was just like yeah. again, I think people thought ah. they're exhausted at that point. Well, they were, but I think there was still that feeling of ah, now here's one of our guys. Yeah. So therefore, now these embarrassing results are go. Yeah, okay, he, he might not win the league the next season, or he might not. But if he's in the job, all oh, we like this is exciting. Mm. And then, boom, Sunderland turn off and go. No, no, lads, yeah. you're, you're still crap. And then the sense with Louis Van Gaal was like, all right, we get a we get a successful manager who's who's won a lot of stuff. Now we'll be back. And again, it just it's taken such a long time to. Yeah. Mm. What I would say though is is that the fans gave Moyes a lot of support. They did. To be fair to them, like they really did try. I don't think you think of some other clubs and and, and whatnot. Where it would have got, fans, got more toxic more quickly. Yeah, I, you yeah. part have to of it was them... pride, wasn't it? Part of it was that they didn't want yeah. to be like those other clubs, and not unreasonably as well. That doesn't take away from the fact that they were they were really good with Moyes. Moyes said in January of, of this year when looking back on his time there, he revealed that he found out about his sacking through the media and he said, I tried to make contact and say, why don't we meet up? But it didn't suit. And before I knew it, they called me in the day after and the whole world knew about it before I got to know. Yeah. Oh, poor old I mean, boys. we could see it coming though, David. <laughs> yeah. Remember when that bloke was dressed at the dressed as a grim reaper <laughs> sat behind the flag? It was, he knew it. Was it really a shock? <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I look, it's a uh, Skeletor. Yeah. <laughs> David. Imagine being physical. Whatever you do, Gaffer, don't look round. <laughs> don't look behind you. It, it is amazing. I mean, Manchester United the, like, finished seventh. It was fucking brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, thought we'd never get bored of it. I, I don't think we did. Do you remember? We were absolutely loving it. Oh, not only did they finish seventh, <laughs> Everton finished fifth. I know. Went out of the FA Cup in the third round. Yeah, you can't get enough of it still. But that quarterfinal <laughs> finish of the Champions League. Vish has done that Harry Redknapp thing. He's switched from uh, us to they. Yeah, that's how bad it was. <laughs> that it? Oh, oh, they've, it had a, they've had a shocker. I brought in my sub goalkeeper as well. That's it. <laughs> oh bloody hell! And when I say it was brilliant as well, to reiterate. That isn't sort of petty, like, ah, I hate Man United. It was because this seemed like, it was like in Star Wars when they bring down one of those massive, <laughs> massive things. It's like, you never bring one of those. Oh, well, they've done it. They've yeah, done yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, they've blown up the Death Star. It's fallible. I like, thought you were going to say, Jim. <laughs> it would be like in Star Wars if after Darth Vader and the Emperor passed, they replaced him with an Ewok. <laughs> uh. The thing about that, Jim, is... I, I deep down saw that. Like, I, I think it was really funny how a lot of, you know, one, one of the common phrases on like even United Twitter at the time was, um, uh, it was like hated something else, something else, but never ignored. And I was like, yeah, but they're spitting on us. Mm. It's quite, it's quite annoying. Yeah. yeah. But it was almost that like, you know, people still care about what United do. And I was like, because it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> because it's ridicule. This is, uh, do, you, do you not see the ridicule here? And, and But the other thing off the back of it, it's because it's come because of the Ferguson era. It, there was that element of like there was a Coca Cola quality to Manchester mm. United in yeah. that yeah. can never go bust, mm. it can never yeah. be yeah, yeah, yeah. irrelevant. Which is why now they can have a pull on, you know, one of the you know one of the most um, you know highly rated young coaches in Europe over the last few years because they mm. still have that semblance of what mm. Ferguson gave to them. But the biggest chunk of it was taken out by Moyes. Yeah. And it's incredible. And other managers have been responsible for that, I should clarify, but <laughs> Moyes, you know, yeah. Moyes struck away the first bit. But I mean, yeah. if you said... Proper Wizard of Oz stuff, wasn't <laughs> it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you said, oh, Manchester United all... And, and it's a bit like with Liverpool after, was it 1990? You know, oh, it'll take however many years to win the league. Nah, nonsense. Absolute nonsense. And with Manchester United, yeah, that was the last time they won the league under you know, Ferguson's yeah. last season. And there's no guarantee within the next... You would, you would think... That in the next, so what have it's been? What ten years or coming up ten years? Um, you think oh, win the next, you know, in the next twenty years or something? Again, you look at Liverpool. Mm. I know it was the situation a little bit different with Liverpool. Um, that is a staggering thing. But I mean, they have won trophies since um, Moyes, of course. You know, Jose Mourinho did a treble, as he often reminds us. But yeah, it's it's not been the same, has it? No, not been the same. Long may it continue, Jim. <laughs> well, there's an element of being careful what you wish for, though, of yes. course, because, you know, there are a number of clubs who are essentially artificially inflated mm-hmm. um, through through their owners, uh, yeah. which is just less fun, isn't it? It's, yeah. the, it? it's less competitive. That could happen to Manchester United if it, they it sell may, to yeah, the right They may be the worst of both worlds. <laughs> <laughs> there we are, everybody. Thank you very much for joining us on another Football Ramble Guide too. Remember, we want your ideas for the next guide. Email us, shirtfootballramble.com or tweet us at Football Ramble with your suggestions. Thank you, chaps. Thank you, David Moyes. We'll see you soon. The 
Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.